What's up? Happy days. Um, here we are. We have the funnest guest for today. We're so excited to talk about this artist and all of the great music that he's released. Logan, please introduce our guest. Sorry. Or don't. I, if, you're, if you have a pause, let's you see, I got confused between our guest and the artist. Um, and so I was like, wait, what am I talking Logan's about? Logan's like, what name am I about to say in my brain? <laughs> okay, our guest is my wonderful friend, Zach Grobe. You're wonderful. Zach's not my friend, I guess. <laughs> our, <to> sorry. <laughs> our friend. Now I wish that the artist we're talking about was here. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's like, oh, jeez. So anyway, <laughs> Zach is awesome and one of the just best, like, sweetest people and knows so much about music. So Yeah. We're Zach Grove fans, everybody. So here he is. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically, we wanted Zach to come for a long time, so we were just like, hey, Zach, come and talk about whatever you want, so. The longest of times, actually, we've been talking about <laughs> it for a long time. <laughs> anyway, so we're pumped for this. The most pumped. Zach, please tell us who we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Today, we're talking about Lauv. Whoop! Uh, his real name is Ari Staprinslef, and an interesting fact about his name is that Ari means lion in Hebrew, and Lauva means lion in Latvian, where his mom is from. So that's how we got his stage name. Just took the A off of Lauv. That's so Lava. Cool. And yeah, so. That was dope. There you go. Um, I feel like he needs to have like a lion logo. <laughs> that, would like be, his that would be so thing. cool. Like, I do like how he styled his name though, with the bottom of the L going up through oh. the A to the top of the V. Yeah, now that you say that, I remember seeing that. That is cool. I, it's I not a lion, but... It's not a lion, but it's still cool. It's a, it's a lion. A lion. <laughs> wow, Logan, come gotcha. on. Get it together. I'm so sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long week. Oh, it's so funny. Now, the reason I love his music is because it's my vibe. I totally... Like, when I write pop music, that's where I go. I love it. I can I totally to see this, that. like, nostalgic, longing, love kind of place chill vibes yeah that so i can always go back to his music and just you feel like you relate it's my happy place yeah cool that's fantastic okay speaking of that i was actually gonna say this earlier but forgot because tired here i am um but zach is also like a super talented number one vocalist number two composer number three i don't know probably anything else too like (laughs) very very talented so french fry maker (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, he Walmart is. fries. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so can't wait to see more from you in that world. Yeah. Actually, I need to hear your music. I haven't heard like any of it other than that one song. So I need to write more. So just start singing it right now on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> just write a song as we sing yeah. right now. Right now, just bring me a keyboard. What are you singing now, Zach? <laughs> Tell us. All right. Well, let's dive into some of his music. What do you guys want to talk about first? <laughs> How about? Okay, how about we talk about I'm So Tired, because we all seem to really like that one. Yes, that sounds fantastic. That is a fantastic song. I'm So Tired. I heard it first in a store, and I was like, what is this song, and who sings it? And I looked it up and realized that it was the same person that sang uh, I Like Me Better, because I knew that song previously. Connected the dots, looked up more songs, found my love for love. Totally. Um, But I'm So Tired... The duet with Troy Sivan 
Yeah. Great song. It's so good. I really love this song because, like, it's just Lauv and Troy Sivan just, like, complaining about love songs, basically. Like, that's literally the whole song. It's basically the story of somebody that's at a party, um, and they're trying to meet somebody new because they, like, broke up with their person, and they're like, ugh. The song starts playing, and they're like, this was our song. And then they hate it because everybody else at the party is falling in love to their song. So they're like, what the heck? Um, and then, you know, they talk about spending the nights with strangers, but when they leave, like, when the stranger leaves, they just listen to their song over again. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so sad. Um, but I think I like how in Troy's verse, because Troy sings the second verse, Lau sings the first one, um, they reference, they kind of shout out Coldplay with their lyric, Hurts Like Heaven, because Coldplay has a song called Hurts Like Heaven. And then Lord... Um, has a song called Buzzcut Season, and they say that as well in the lyrics. So, super great song, super catchy, and just fun to think of, like, they're just making fun of love songs all the time. They're like, love songs suck. I'm so tired of them. Play something else. Funny, because that's all love writes. But... Yeah, totally. Uh, why does he, the lyrics, shout out to Coldplay and... Wait, so <laughs> it's like, does it reference those song titles? It that... said, so the lyrics are, hurts like heaven, and then they say something else, and they say, and then... A line later, they say "buzz cut season," and then something else. Let me see if I can just search lyrics. So maybe they're referencing their songs, like maybe, maybe that they was are. The, maybe that was the love song that they had with the other person. Yeah, it totally could be. Huh. It totally could be. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Because I didn't know that those were song titles. I thought those were just clever lyrics, but right. It's both. Maybe it's both. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Lyricists, man. Lyricists. Writing lyrics is hard. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I think Lau writes his own. He's good. Did you do any research on that? I didn't. Mm-mm. But I think he I, does. I don't think he it's writes other for people. other people too. Yeah, he writes. He's, a really he's written good for writer. Demi Lovato and That's, some other big. What names. did he write for yeah. Demi Lovato? I don't remember. I love Demi Lovato. <laughs> but he's written for her a few times. That's so cool. That's actually how he got his start. Writing for Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm blown away. He went to college at NYU for music technology, mm-hmm. and then. Um, got an internship with a record label and was writing songs for other big names. And then he wrote The Other. That was his first song that he released himself because he was writing it for somebody else and was like, no, this song's too special. Mm -hmm. I can't give it to anybody else. He's like, I want So he kept it for himself and then released it on SoundCloud. Some people found it and then all of a sudden all of these record labels were calling him being like, come come be part of ours. And then he's kept writing for other people too. Back to I'm So Tired, <laughs> because yes. I sort of like that song. <laughs> couple musical things here that I just love. Number one, it like starts with the chorus right at the beginning, which is a fairly new pop music kind of thing, where it just like hits you with that. But because it's this really catchy like motif, it just gets you in the jam of the song right away. So I really like that in this song. And then one thing just about Love's music in general is there's not a very thick texture in like the instrumentation, hardly ever. You'll have, like, some bass, some percussion, and then, like, one key instrument that's doing something. And most of the time, it's not even, like, a guitar or piano. And so he keeps the instrumentation really simple, which gives the focus, like, on the melody and the lyrics. And I think that's part of why I like it so much. It's, like, it's just simple. I don't feel like my attention's being pulled in any different directions. Yeah. I never caught that, but that's probably why I never caught it, because it's so simple. Yeah. Like, because it just, it doesn't make you think about a lot of things, and so... You can just focus on what's there and, like, you don't have to get distracted with, like... All the weird sounds like, whoa, what was that? Or, oh, yeah, like, what was that? three guitars, yeah. two keyboards, like, all of this stuff going on. And I, I noticed that in almost all of these songs I listen to of his. 
it just it brings the attention to the melody, which is almost always very catchy. And so it, it's just chill, but like really fun to listen to as well. That's something that I also noticed. I think his melodies are just awesome because mm-hmm. they just get stuck in your head so easy. And like, it's the best too, because in one of his other songs, sorry, I'm just going to shout this one out super fast. Easy Love. I love the vibe of that song, but his melody, what, whatever he sings in the little instrumental sections, that's all you're still hearing. It's just the melody mostly. I mean, there's some backup like synth or whatever there is, but it's just there always. So it's just stuck in your head all the time. Still. Yeah. So I really like that. And a couple of the other songs we'll talk about, like the specific instruments he uses, because sometimes it's really clever. But it, it's actually really interesting. This is like a whole nother discussion, but we've kind of strayed away from like the band's era of pop music. You have like artists and then like the producer becomes more important than like having an actual band that's sitting there playing live for you. Totally. There's a lot more electronics that go into it. Yeah. Or solo acts that just use electronics to fill out their sound just a little bit. Right. Right. It's not like you have like groups and everyone plays the instrument. That's what they do, which is kind of a shift in our music right now. Yeah. And it's crazy. And it's so interesting because I'm like it's cool that everybody's like solo artisting and everybody can like do everything on their own because of that and make all of the sounds and the beats and the synth and the whatever else. But when we start seeing people in concert now, what is that going to be like? Cause everything is so electronic sounding. I wonder if we're going to lose a little bit of some of the authentic sound of a live band and maybe in a way, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there into the universe, but yeah, that's an interesting thought. A couple that I've seen, just videos of concerts, I think they bring in a live band for the concert, Mm. but it's not always the same. They tour and grab a new group of instrumentalists everywhere they go to just play their songs. Yeah. Which is good because it keeps it authentic. Yeah. Yeah. When you really end up meeting a group of people who know electronic instruments which like isn't something that's really taught unless you're in a commercial music program like in a college right and so or you just like learn it yourself Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of this whole new wave of how music is produced and performed which i think is really interesting and cool Mm -hmm. and you get a lot more innovative sounds in the recordings like because they can do that right so like there's one of these songs i can't remember which one it is where it's literally like some kind of mallet instrument that's playing the melody the whole time. It's like, that's just something you'd never know. It's like drums and like a xylophone or something. Mm. And you're yeah. just like, huh, that's not something you'd expect, but like it just works and it's cool. Yeah. Wow. For sure. What song is that? That's a good question. Let me <laughs> find <laughs> it here. Like, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, whatever, Logan, you made that up. I know, I did. <laughs> you're right. You just wanted to sound cool. Yeah, I, I <laughs> exactly. Logan's just out here for us and everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I'll find it here. I'll give me like three minutes and I'll just yell it out randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, What if we talk about... Can we talk about his other duet before we move on to solo songs? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so tired. So the other duet that I love is There's No Way with Julia Michaels. And it's also kind of a dance club Mm -hmm. setting. Each person's verse loves and then Julia's is about like, I'm at this dance party and I'm dancing with other people, but I really want to be with you. But every time I don't have someone, you have someone every time you have, you don't have someone, I have someone. So it never lines up that we get to be together because there's always, they're just like two ships passing in the night uh all the time. All the time. (laughs) And there's that constant sense of longing the whole song. And it's just like, 
we're meant to be together. There's no way that we're not going to be. We just don't know when. And there's this constant pull, emotional pull towards each other the entire song, but it never gets there. Wow. I love that. I love when artists can do that. And didn't Julia Michaels and Loud date? Yeah. Yeah. Briefly in 2018, right after they finished making the song. (laughs) They were like, let's not be ships passing. Let's be ships crashing into each other. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a better metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think so, Logan. That was it. (laughs) That was the metaphor. Because I I really think I peaked. That was my big metaphor. The Titanic. You heard it here, everyone. (laughs) The Titanic really is the metaphor for love if we've learned nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Slurs. Did you find it, Logan? I did, yep. It's a song not going to be explicit on this podcast, so F, I'm Lonely, that's the one. Ah. <laughs> so, mm. yep. It's, yes, It's F. like F, yeah. <laughs> um, it's in the title, you know, gotta yes. be careful for yep, yep, yep. The, the ears <laughs> in the audience. Um, yeah, it's like a mallet underneath the sound. That is that's so fantastic. cool. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's one I haven't listened to. Mm. It's actually really catchy if you can deal with the I'm F word that happens all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just um, go bleep. Just scream it while you're listening to it. Because <laughs> unfortunately, there's not a clean version because it's like the most important word in the song. Yeah, so. it's like the whole. It's like the base of the song. It's like the premise of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Actually, really catchy. When yeah, I it's, a good song. To to, it's a good song. So. Yeah. Um, another great song. If we're moving kind of more into his, I guess, single work of an artist without mm-hmm. duets, I love the song. I like me better. Or no, is it just Like Me Better? I Like Me Better. Yeah. I love that song. Um, the vibe is fantastic. I love the feeling of them just being, like, how awesome would it be to just be young and in love and just in New York City? Like, all the time. New York City's so cool. It's, like, the best place. And so I think the vibe of that is just so cool. And I love that he basically just, like, saying that he likes himself better when he's with this other person because they bring out the best in him. And then it's just like, <laughs> it's so cool. It's relatable. Like you love to be around people that bring out the best in you. And so I think the song is so great that he captures that so easily. I feel like all the songwriting stuff just comes so easily to him. And also he, he sings so easily. His tone is fantastic. His falsetto seems so easy. Just all of it. Big fan. That's one thing I've noticed about his sound is he uses falsetto a ton. He does. And... He doesn't always have a lot of harmony in his songs, but he doubles the octave a lot. Yeah. So he'll sing in, like, middle range and then double it in falsetto. Yeah, and he crushes it. It's so good. Fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's a great vocalist. Um, I think it's really cool that... Oh, I really like the bridge as well. Um, That's where he uses his falsetto the most in this song. And, again, you know, we talked about his instrumental sections reinforcing the melody... Happens a lot in the song as well. This song actually originated when he was 18, moved to New York, like Zach mentioned, um, to go to NYU for the first time, and then he fell in love. And that's what the song's about. Mm-hmm. Cute times. Cute times. Uh-huh. The cutest of times. In the concrete jungle. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do with that. <laughs> um, anyway. So, I Like Me Better is his most popular song. It's been his most successful. It has over a billion streams on Spotify, which is like a really big feat most artists that are like the biggest mainstream artists have like one single song that has that so like that that's a really big deal that this song has passed that mark especially as a relatively new artist like that was i think his first album like pretty much his first work and already had something that successful you guys i don't know if you even noticed this i was just listening 
there's that little like catchy hook thing that repeats the whole time, right? That, nah, 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 nah. And the first time it's played, it's on this thing, and I listened to it, and I was like, "Is that an electronically manipulated cello?" I don't know if it is or not, but oh, I was like, "Was it?" I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's this really funky sound, and then it transitions to like a guitar. I think for well, most Logan's of the song, building the suspense about a cello. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Someone listened to that and told me what instrument it is because I couldn't tell. But again, it's electronic, which is cool. And one thing about his music, like, it falls in this more electronic category, but it's not, like, big, heavy dance music, mm-hmm. which is what, like, the vibe that we give to electronic music a lot of the time. Yeah. And so I think it's really nice that he has this, like, more laid-back, chill music that's still heavily electronically based. Also, one thing, if you listen to a lot of his songs, like, the second verse is always instrumentally interesting. The second verse is often, like, stripped of a lot of the other instruments, and it'll be just, like, some simple stuff. So the second verse in this one, it's, like, some pizzicato strings a little bit and like just a light bass line on a guitar and then like actually i don't even think the guitar is in that yeah. section it comes back in the chorus and then like some bells and just like string stuff so we love a good bell yeah so like just not stuff you'd expect in pop music per se but it just makes it really interesting and you don't like pay attention to it the fact that it's there unless you're really like looking for it but pop music can be anything like it doesn't have to be Legitimately what you expect anything. it to always be that is so interesting it yeah does. I looked up I Like Me Better to try to figure out how many movies it's been in because I've heard it in like three. (laughs) I can't figure out, but it's been in... Tons of movies. In several, yeah. That's awesome. It's a good song. It is a great song. Which, again, is impressive because it hasn't been out that long. They want it. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. What are you talking about, Zach? Uh, Well, my all-time favorite is probably Breathe. That's on the I Met You When I Was 18 playlist. It just is such a me vibe. I just really resonate with the song. I don't know why, but it's great. It doesn't really apply to my time of life at all either. (laughs) It's like, I just need to step away from this relationship, take some time to breathe, take some time for me. And I'm really sad about it because I really love you, but it's not anything that either of us did. It's just, I need some space. I need some time. Yeah. And it's sad. And that's probably why I like it because... Sad things tend to make me happy. Sad songs tend to make me happy. I don't know why, but they do. Okay, here's an interesting thing. I have a question for you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the kind of person who, like, pays a lot of attention to lyrics, or do you tune them out mostly? Oh, no, I'm a lyrics person. Really? Okay, this is mm-hmm. interesting. I, I ask this because I'm the kind of person who, like, they could sing about literally whatever, and I would have no clue. Like That's how Rachel is, too. My mind my is... Life. Yeah. You might know Rachel. Rachel's on our Tori Kelly episode. Shout, Shout out, out to Rachel on the Tori Kelly episode. <laughs> um... Like, my mind is so into the music that I just, like, I don't even pay attention to the lyrics and the fact that they're there half the time. So I was just curious, based on the fact that you do also write music, if that's how your mind works, too. So it's interesting. No, I like the music, and and I do tune into that because that helps sell the emotion side of the lyrics. But I have to be able to make sense of the lyrics, mm-hmm. or I don't like a song. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I do like... I get that what you said because i am also the person who likes the emotional songs and i like his music just in general is great because it's like appeals to the emotional side without being like too sad or like too upbeat it's just like a really nice middle ground mm-hmm. totally i think it's so intriguing i love that you said that the sad song like kind of the more emotional songs make you happy because i think that means that we're just going to talk about music in general for one second <laughs> That was great, for sure. And I, I love that he brings this out, especially in the song Breathe, because I think that words combined with the things that we're hearing 
just do something to the soul that's just so complete and it just helps you feel like you're understood, which, okay, this kind of sounds super cheesy and lame, but it really is true. Like if you feel like you've experienced that, because I mean, when I listen to songs before, I'm like, I could never express that in words, but I know when I hear this along, like with the lyrics, when I'm hearing everything, you know, with my experience, my soul just feels understood and like complete because there's all of that going on. And then I think it does bring a form of happiness or content or joy because it's just like your soul's like, ah, oh, yeah, totally. You feel <laughs> I get validated, that. complete. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially when you can find the music that speaks to your experience, which I feel like a lot of his songs actually do look they at do. aspects of life in a unique way that you don't see in many other songs. Like we talked about um, at the beginning, I'm so tired, which is like, I'm tired of love songs. And like, who hasn't at one point just been like, oh, yeah, but like, <laughs> you don't see that all that often in a song that's that catchy and that popular. Yeah. So I think breathe is beautiful, like lyrically. So wonderful. Like Zach said. So for those of you that don't know, I just want to read the chorus because I think it's so awesome. It says, you're my all and more. All I know you taught me. You're my all and more, but I need room to breathe, which is so cool because like, I love the perspective that I guess that he's taking of saying like, look, you taught me everything I know. Like Zach was saying, I still care about you. I still love you. But for whatever reason, I need to take this time. And so it's cool that you can take the perspective of like, even though this does totally suck, like I can still picture the good things and think of the good things. Yeah. Um, if we're done talking about that song, another one I have that has a similar perspective to that is Never Not. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it's a song that's very emotionally mature in the sense that, like, it's written in a way that it seems like it's a sweet love song, but it's actually a song about missing someone. It is the most heartbreaking song. Like, literally, I just want to sit in the rain and just sob to this song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just the emotion that has to happen. It's... I just think it's so well written, but it's written in a way that it doesn't feel tragic. Mm-mm. It's like, it feels like it's from this place of this was something wonderful and yes. I loved it. And I'm so glad that I had that experience, even though I'm sad that it's over. Yeah. I love that. Like in the, in the court, in the bridge, especially of the song, he says just over and over, didn't we have fun? Didn't we have fun? That's literally all he says, just like with a little, a little different melody every time. Um, and yeah, he doesn't talk about, you know, trying to win this person back and he doesn't talk about the bad parts you know, it's just the love that he'll remember and the good times with that person, even though they're not together anymore. I love this song. The song is so good. <laughs> there's no blame. There's no regret. It's just a almost joyful, longing, looking back yeah. and saying thank you for the good times we had. Totally. And that's so that's so dope. He he just captures that emotion so well. A couple of musical things that just get me with this song is the second chorus. This might have happened in the first chorus, too. I can't remember. It goes a cappella to where it's just his voice with a vocoder, which is just like this kind of other voice effect on top of it. And so it's just like very stripped down, which isn't what you'd expect in the chorus section. And then like just a bass guitar comes in underneath. And so it's like really simple and just gets you feeling this. But then like right when the bridge starts, that didn't we have fun? It all of a sudden is a lot bigger and all these instruments come in. So it's just this really stark contrast that just like plays with your emotions just enough that it gets you. Yeah. And the other thing about this song, it ends on a five chord, which in music theory is like the chord of suspense and just like no resolution. And then there's like 20 something seconds of silence in the track that are just like there. And so it ends with suspense. And then like, he purposely makes you just sit there in silence for that long, just to internalize everything. I think that's interesting because I mean, thinking of the perspective of this song, I think that's so intentional because he wants you to kind of feel that too. Like, 
five chords, even though that little cadence does make you feel like suspense and like it's not resolved, it's not not pleasing to the ear. Like it keeps you in that suspense. So I think it's kind of him and his emotion and being like, ah, like this does suck and it's a breakup, but it's not bad. Like it still sounds good and it still is okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so there's Cute that. 20 seconds of silence. I know, yeah. I was just sitting no, think we'll about never not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's good. It's really yeah, it's good. a great song. It is. And on top of that brilliant songwriting is this really clever double negative that he wrote as the title of the song into the song. Mm-hmm. Never not. Yeah. It's a positive, but written as a double negative. I will always instead of saying think I'll always you, think about you. Yeah, I will never not think about yeah, you. Yeah, I always I will. Wow, I'll just never not. Wow, <laughs> I have to sit here for like thirty seconds. Like, what's the opposite of not? <laughs> I, I still haven't come to a conclusive answer, but <laughs> but yeah, like always will. That's something you that's, songs that's all what the, the twenty seconds at the end is for. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, never not. <laughs> what's the opposite of not? So it's like never, always not. <laughs> Not. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm still not there. But We're getting it, folks. We're working in our college <laughs> degrees. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about that. That's fantastic. So. One of the most understanding songs that I think he's written is Sad Forever. Brilliant, empathic song for depression, anxiety, all of those things. This is this is the same album as... Let's talk about kind of two songs simultaneously, Zach, if that's cool with you. Yeah. Um, Drugs on the Internet. So this song is also catchy and um, Sad Forever is also very catchy. And I think that it's so cool that he's talking about this um, because, you know, in Drugs in the Internet, you know, he talked about, well, I don't know if he didn't talk about it in the song, but basically in both of these songs, he's talking about, you know, his kind of struggles with social media and that image and then, you know, having to deal with anxiety and work through that and then depression and then, um while before, I think in an interview, his talked about, you know, taking medication because of a recommendation by his therapist. Um, and that's what helped him or for his depression. And that's what helped him get back into writing music again. And so I think that, you know, with drugs and the internet and his, you know, his experiences with social media and anxiety and then sad forever, you know, talking about depression, I think he's doing a great job of keeping somewhat daunting topics, very light, um, and freeing in a way to talk about especially through the music. I think, sorry, I have something else really quick to say. So um, the chorus of sad forever, basically he just is like, I don't want to be sad forever. And he says, I don't want to be medicated. I don't want to go through that war, but I don't want to be sad forever. And so I think, you know, with that song, with this song, I think he's maybe talking about, you know, the struggle of, okay, my therapist is recommending this for me to, to try and feel better, but do I want to actually do that? Like, you know, having that battle of, do I want to go on this medication? Do I not? But I don't want to be sad anymore. And so, you know, what's the best path for me to take or what's the best option for me? And so I think it's cool that he was able to talk about that because I think a lot of people probably feel that way. Like, oh, do I actually want to do this? Like, I don't know if this is the best option for me. Um, And then him just wrapping all of those thoughts and kind of like this internal conflict into the song about helping yourself with mental health. Speaking of his... Vocal style, that is one, Sad Forever is one that he does mostly in falsetto. Pretty much the whole thing is sung in falsetto. And then the end is all acapella. Which, which is awesome. Is awesome. It, yeah. It's like, I'm alone, but I don't want to be alone. I'm sad, but I don't want to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. Which, how interesting. Because, and isn't, 
isn't that just kind of his voice, right? Like doubled. Do you like? Do you remember? I'm trying. I'm trying to remember if it is. At the, at the end, end, I think he's just, just in falsetto. Doubling. But a lot of it is him in octave doubles. Right. Okay. And you know, maybe I'm looking way too far into this. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but you know, maybe that because maybe fellow acapella portion at the end is him just the idea of that conflict and talking to himself and saying, "All right." With, you know, kind of just thinking the thoughts in his head, the voices in his head, and just being like, is this what I want to do? I don't want to be sad. And he just keeps it at that. But food for thought, folks. Let's think about. I really like that so many of his songs give you this, just like these paradoxes that you have to really think about and internalize. Like there's a lot of thinking to do with his music, especially the most recent album. Like every song on that one, it's mm. just like, there's just so much there. Yeah. We could try and pick it apart all day long and wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Take um, two episodes to dissect how I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, while we're on drugs and the internet, one thing just musically interesting about this song is, like, it starts off and you think it's going to be a piano ballad because it's just him and a piano. And then, like, when the chorus starts, it all of a sudden it's, like, the moment of, like... Because the lyrics in the chorus are... I can't remember exactly. Something along the lines of I sold my friends for drugs and the internet, right? And, like, right when that starts, it's, like, the music sounds like that it's no longer just the piano it like has this shift into the electronic sound that reminds you of like internet techno kind of things and so it's like just those subtle little musical things that i just love i'm just like yes yeah, such good songwriting keep doing it because it is because it just grabs your attention and it's mm-hmm. so like seamless you don't even know that it does it's so it seamless totally but it's like you. such a stark contrast too yeah the other album that he released in 2020 besides how i'm feeling he released an ep called night vibes is just a few songs, um, yeah, just five. Who, Invisible Things, Paranoid, We Forget, and The Other. So he brought a couple back from earlier, but then a couple new ones. Um, the Other being his first song. And then my favorite two from this one is Invisible Things and Paranoid. So unique, so interesting. Invisible Things is really happy and upbeat. Or the chorus says... It's the invisible things that I love the most. It's the way that I feel when I hold you close. So it's it's about the parts of love that we don't always see. It's the emotional side. It's the, the make feelings it it. side yeah. that make it worth it. Oh, I love that. And then paranoid is like completely, well, not completely opposite. It's like being in a relationship and worrying if you really are the one that they love. Mm. If you really are like... When I'm when I'm gone, are you still are you still thinking about me, or am I just paranoid? Oh my gosh, he takes he takes such cool perspectives that I mean I really think that most people don't think about it. I think Lau is just kind of a fun quirky guy from like what I've seen on social media and stuff, and I think that his ideas and just kind of the way that he is really reflects a lot in his music and is very likable. Yeah, but again, he makes you think, like, one of the ones that does this the most for me is his song Feelings, mm. where it's like, he's talking about, mm, I'm kind of self-conscious, I have all these feelings, but then the moral of the song is like, I guess because I'm feeling that way, that means that I do have feelings for you. And so it, like, has the double meaning of that word, and I'm just like, how do you think of these things? Like, I write songs, and I'm just like, hello, it's me. <laughs> it's wow, me, Logan. the way I just quoted Adele, didn't mean to be that, but... Like, <laughs> Adele just manifesting in our lives in so many ways. (laughs) But, like, there's just so many things to think about in his songs, and I love that. On the topic of his EPs, he released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least seven EPs in 2020. 
Like at least on Spotify, that's what I have, and they might not all they might not all have new music, but you have like night vibes, lonely, driving vibes, party vibes, I miss you, workout without you, like all of these, and they're all just like five songs that he's collected into these collections, and yeah. these little mini playlists. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. I didn't know that he did that with more. I just found this one and love every single one on this. Maybe that's just my vibe. <laughs> I, I like, am yes. night vibes. <laughs> night vibes. Zach equals I'm, night vibes. I'm probably lonely, TBH. Are you lonely, Logan? Let's talk about how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like right now, oh. but that's probably my vibes. Oh, okay. Or night vibes. That I don't know. Sense. I feel like we have similar tastes in yeah. music styles. So. <laughs> totally. Totally. I don't really have anything else to say. So if you guys want to talk about anything else. Um, yeah, some nice collabs with BTS. Which is cool because they're a K-pop band. Yeah. K-pop is K-pop. a whole other thing we need to talk about. K-pop sometimes. is did so they, cool. But... Did he do more than who? Um. So, yes. Make It Right is the song he did for BTS. <laughs> it's interesting because they have a really nice sound together, even though it's like... K-pop and... And just like, yeah. Him. That's so, so cool. Oh my gosh. They work well. So Let's just talk about K-pop for one second. Okay. It's so cool. That's all. Good, good talk. <laughs> yeah, <you're> <laughs> One day we'll like look more K-pop and do a full episode on it. But anyway, I was just gonna say that that Lauv does a great job of fitting in with different styles. Mm-hmm. Totally, because he did he does song with DJ Snake too. He's done songs he with just, everyone. Yeah, he has to have such a good understanding of just the genres and just the sound. He has to have so much sound just in his head all the time because. How could you not and be so successful and so good at writing for so many different genres, so many different people? Zach, you mentioned earlier, like when we were just talking, like he's written for Demi Lovato and like all these other people. So it's so cool. When his most recent single is 2021 and that's like hip hop. Yeah. His voice is like, it's like very techno kind of vibes. Yeah. yeah. You have like the auto tune kind of effects and you have more intense percussion than most of his other songs. And so like, as you said, he can basically do any style. Yeah. He like does it all. But he has this really nice blend of pop and, like, kind of alternative, but kind of just, like, nice laid-back kind of folk. Like, he's just found this middle ground that I love so much, and no one else really does that. Yeah, for himself. Totally. Electro-pop. But, like, not electric. Right. Like, like calm electro-pop. And it's nice. It's so nice. It's easy to listen to. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you could listen to it in any mood as well. Mm Mm-hmm. We love love. We love love. Go Ari. Woo! Yeah, big fans. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big fans of his big fans of his. Collab with us. Yeah. <laughs> Collab, man, that'd be fun. That would be... Come on the podcast. We're manifesting that right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear this... Just hit us up. Well, Zach, thank you. Because I probably wouldn't have listened to his music as much if you hadn't told me to. And now I love it. And it will be like a steady Great. force You're in welcome. my life. So... <laughs> Zach's an influencer, everyone. A giver. Yeah. Talking about loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's been the best to have you on. So it's fun. Been fun. No, and really, like, the past couple weeks, I've been like, I need something new, and I've been trying to find it, and, like, this is it. So. Boom. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody I mean, I discovered out. some new stuff today, too, that I haven't listened to yet, so. Of his or other mm-hmm. Of his. Mm-hmm. So, so exciting. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool beans. How do we want to? <laughs> oh yeah, I always forget the this. Way. Why do I keep forgetting? The way you forget that we have to end the podcast. You're just like, okay, we're done. I know, Shayla. I know. I Shayla keep forgetting that we're supposed to do the online. Jeez, Louise, I forgot last time too. <laughs> this, I know what my life is right what's now. What's so funny? All right, on the count of three, everybody, on vinyl. One, two, three. On, on vinyl. vinyl. Take um, two episodes to dissect how I'm feeling.